Welcome to another Chinchilla Squeaks, uh, where I speak with tech luminaries, tech entrepreneurs, tech people generally. And tonight, for me anyway, I am joined by Venkat from Rockset. How are you doing, Venkat? I'm doing very well. Thanks for hosting me. Pleasure to be here. It's a nice background you have there. Compliments <laughs> to our design team. I keep wanting to do more with this, but I haven't really got around to it yet. Um, and I have way too much shadow. I really need something like like you have with this cool kind of graphics and stuff like that. Um, Sorry for stealing your thunder. <laughs> totally fine. I'm always quite happy when guests are prepared. So it's completely fine. So Rockset, um, I think I have my own ideas, kind of where it fits into the whole sort of ecosystem of of things. But why don't you describe what Rockset is and the the, the problem you're trying to solve for people? Perfect. Um, what is Rockset? Rockset is a real time database in the cloud. Um, you know, databases have largely been usually uh, just falling in two categories. Uh, OLTP or transaction processing on one end and data lakes and warehouses on the other, right? And OLTP systems gives you speed, like everything is fast to build applications and what have you, but it's very hard to scale. You know, if your computation complexity gets like, you know, analytical and like very complex, it, it's hard. If your data volumes grow, it's hard. Your write volumes, you know, grow, it's hard. On the other hand, lakes and warehouses are amazing at scaling. They can, you know, manage petabytes of data, but it is slow. You really can't expect to build an application uh, where the queries never stop coming and you want interactive speed. The data never stops coming and you want real-time, you know, uh, access and, you know, fresh data sets. So really, I think what Rockset is is, 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 is the only system that gives you a combination of speed uh, and scale uh, with the simplicity of the cloud, right? And so it's a, it's a fully managed, uh, uh, you know, offering in the cloud, built for the cloud. Um, and it's a real-time database where you can, you know, send massive streams, uh, you can index, you know, you can send massive amounts of data to Rockset and instantly build a very, very fast interactive applications and dashboards uh, simply using SQL. Sorry, I can't hear you. Hardware. Music. Yes. Is it a, an observability uh, database for metrics, or is it a database for application data? Or yeah, what's the data restoring? Perfect. Uh, it is business data. It is application data. So, so I'll give you a good example, right? Um, you know, one of our customers is. Uh, you know, has a huge platform for supply chain management for heavy construction. Mm-hmm. So anytime a concrete truck is driving around, uh, all of those things are tracked in real time, uh, you know, in say DynamoDB or some transaction processing system. And in this case, it happens to be Amazon DynamoDB. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of millions of records getting updated. And how would you uh, build real-time search on that, real-time analytics on that, where there's lots of records coming in and you want to be able to join and, and provide uh, real-time reporting, real-time search, real-time analytics. Uh, and they want to build all of that for their customers uh, as part of their platform. And here, the data is changing all the time. 
uh, and it's getting update, updated based on where the truck happens to be. Uh, you know, every every time it crosses a turnstile. So this is all business data. This is all, you know, logistics, supply chain. A um, lot of the time, it's business data for doing sales operations, marketing operations, customer support operations, uh, security operations, uh, risk operations in finance industry. Anything where uh, real time matters, right? Like, don't tell me that something bad happened, you know, hours ago or days ago. Yeah. Tell me what's happening right now. And is it because you, you mentioned on the website real time indexing database? Is it an index of data? elsewhere or is it you replace your databases with Rockset? Extremely good question. So uh, it is a lot more of the former. So okay. so why is indexing important? A lot of people say, why aren't you just a real-time database? Like why is indexing? So so the, the real thing with uh, real-time is two things happen the minute you start building, you know, looking at real-time analytics. So why, you know, a lot of the people will say, well, I don't really need real time. You know, I only look at this thing once a week. Mm-hmm. So, so what if it's two hours behind? As soon as real time analytics comes, comes into picture, people don't want humans to look at that. People want automation. People want alerting. People want to be machines or, or, and programs and applications are going to be looking at that data. And they're going to be looking 24-7 because they're never going to get tired. They don't need overtime. <laughs> and, and they will alert a human on the other end when it actually demands their attention. And so it very quickly gets into uh, application. So, so indexing is very important there because if your data is coming and data is fresh, but every, let's say, query takes 20 minutes to come back, 40 minutes to come back, which is what you expect from a warehouse, uh, or hours to come back, well, you don't really need real time, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you know, because my queries are slow. So in- indexing is one of the the core techniques that Rockset has built completely in. So you have to do extra steps to not index data in Rockset. Like by default, when data comes in real time, within one to two seconds, the entire data set across all fields get fully indexed. Uh, the data could be structured or semi-structured and it automatically gets indexed into fully typed, uh, you know, fully indexed SQL tables so that you can get very fast uh, SQL out of the box, um, you know, uh, SQL queries out of the box. So so indexing is a very key component because, you know, we end up serving applications. And now you said, uh, are we indexing data elsewhere? Um, for transaction systems, yeah. So, you know, if your system of record is DynamoDB, MongoDB, uh, MySQL, yeah, Postgres. You have a few here, yeah. Dynamo, Mongo, exactly. MySQL, Postgres. Exactly. And then you have uh, some cloud um, object storage, S3 and Correct. GCS. And then Kafka, which is also kind of interesting. Yes. Yes. So we have all three types. We have transaction database sources. We have uh, real-time streams, Kafka, Kinesis. You can just plug that into or you could also have, um, you know, point us to whatever data is sitting in your data lake, S3, GCS, and we will index all of the data and, in real time and give you fast SQL queries on the other side for application development. Okay. And I can see already lurking on your website, you have uh, the kind of comparisons to some of the obvious competitors here, which are relatively mature. But yeah, so how does Rockset compare to something like Elasticsearch and all the projects that came before it, like Lucene and Solar and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so there's like a bunch of open source, like born in data center kind of technologies that are there. Um, you know, Elasticsearch comes to mind. 
you know, Apache Druid comes to mind. I think there are really, really good systems on-premises. They're just not built for the cloud. They don't have compute storage separation, and also they don't have full-feature SQL. Mm -hmm. So when you don't have full-feature SQL, the operational complexity of these systems go through the roof because you can't do read-time joins, you have to do write-time joins. And the minute you do write-time joins, you have to denormalize your data, and the data gets inconsistent, and like your real-time analytics doesn't agree with your batch analytics, and it's just a total mess, right? And, and so a lot of people look at those systems and say, oh my God, it's operationally complex. Mm-hmm. What people aren't really saying is like, you know, installing it and configuring it is not really the problem. When I build solutions on top of systems that don't have joins, you know, and, and that don't, aren't built for the cloud, uh, not just the server operations and all of that gets complex, the data administration aspects of that also gets tremendously complex. So in short, you know, they're not, none of those systems are really built for the cloud. They're not born in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and, and they don't have full feature SQL and, and YC versus also Drew, you know, if you are really looking to build a great real time analytic solution in your data center, you know, you have, you know, you're a big bank and you have a huge data center. Well, Rockset can't help you. Uh, you have to be in the cloud for, for you to be able to use Rockset, uh, which is, uh, you know, which is where we uh, think we have a, a much, much better offering, uh, because, you know, we are born in the cloud and we only run in the cloud. So I think this might lead nicely into my next question, which is, where did you come from? Like, why build it? Uh, I'm getting the impression from what you said and from browsing around the website that it's not open source. It's not self-hosted. It's all cloud-hosted. So, yeah, where where were you when you kind of had this problem that you wanted to to resolve and decided to create Rockset? Awesome. A uh, little bit about me and the team. Um, so I was uh, managing all online data infrastructure at Facebook. Okay. Uh, and I was there between 2007 and 2015. And these were like the hyper growth years. And by the time I left Facebook, the online data infrastructure uh, was serving about 5 billion queries a second. Mm-hmm. And so massive scale. And we saw the transition amongst many other things we saw the transition of, you know, batch-based uh, applications and systems moving to real time, and that was one of the biggest trends that I would say Facebook did that. And 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 I tell the story to a lot of people, and and most people are surprised to hear it, which is the w- first version of Facebook newsfeed was a batch-based system. Yeah, you know, it would basically run an ETL uh, on everybody's uh, you know activity, and they'll it'll build a newsfeed you know, every night for every, every person. And then they would, they would try to do it every few hours. Uh, and they, it couldn't scale. I, you know, it couldn't even last until 2008. A newsfeed was only launched in, was it 2006? I, I mean, it didn't, it couldn't even last that, 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 that much. And, and then, you know, we switched over to a real time indexing and a real time system, mm-hmm. uh, very much like, uh, you know, the generalized version of that in some ways is, is rock set, right? So you can build massive scale real time applications like, um, like newsfeed uh, is, is one example, but it doesn't have to be newsfeed. It could even be, um, you know, a real-time dashboard that that is, uh, you know, gives you ad hoc slicing and dicing for your business data and whatnot. So that's really where, um, you know, we saw a lot of this movement towards, you know, you know, from batch to real-time. And, and that's where, you know, I, I spend a lot of time. Our, the, the, our, my co-founder, Dhruba Borthakor, uh, you, know, cre- you know, started and was, was one of the creators of um, the Hadoop file system. Uh, you know, back in Yahoo when, when he was there. 
Uh, we also, you know, uh, work together on this project called RocksDB. Uh, hence ah, the namesake Rockset. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So RocksDB is open source, uh, and that is our storage engine. We extended yeah, I, that to work well. In the- I actually used to work for a company here that used Rocks as its core. <laughs> so RocksDB is it came out of my, you know, you know, like in Druba, you know, did you know, I was the manager and uh, overhead, I guess, and Druba was the the key person that uh, really created and, and shepherded the project forward. Um, and every modern, and we open source in 2013, I think. And since, okay. you know, any new distributed data management system that has come out has been built on top of RocksDB. So, um, so RocksDB, it got extended and, and works very well in the cloud. It's called RocksDB Cloud, and that is also open source. So we have a lot of roots in open source. The, the rest of the SQL engine and everything else that makes Rockset, because Rockset is not just RocksDB in the cloud, it's a lot more than that. It's just like the Lucene and the Elastic Search comparison that you gave. It's very similar, right? The relationship that Elastic Search has with Lucene is very similar to the relationship Rockset has with RocksDB. Uh, so RocksDB and RocksDB Cloud is still open source. From memory, Facebook had a reasonably well-known SQL processing library that I cannot, for the life of me, remember what it's called. Presto. Um, Presto, yeah. Is yeah. is that what you're using, or? Oh no, um, Presto is also built. You know, there's a. Um, it's called Trino. I think the open source project now they they changed okay. the name because you know uh, for whatever reason. But um, no, I think Presto when when Facebook built Presto, it was really again for batch systems. It okay. was for big data and batch analytics. Nobody in their right mind would use Presto to power an application um, because um, it's just not. It's just not like a, it's not built for application processing. It's built for um, batch analytics. It's a it's a wonderful wonderful SQL engine. Uh, you know. Huge fans of that work. Uh, if you have, like, for example, a huge data lake in, in Amazon S3, and you want to, you you are looking for a, a massively distributed, massively scalable SQL engine for batch computation, where you want to generate reports on a daily, weekly basis for your analysts. My God, Presto is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wouldn't build a real-time application on top of Presto. Okay. Yeah. And so, when did you start? When did Rockset begin? Rockset, you know, uh, I left in 2015. So I would say Rockset was like probably officially incorporated by like the tail end of 2016 or something like that. And for two years, um, you know, we were just deep in R&D. Like the team was like less than 10. Building a new database, especially a real-time database, uh, you know, is is no easy feat. Uh, We came out of Stealth uh, sometime in 20, you know, late 2018. uh, And and then since then, uh, you know, we've been in the market. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, you've mentioned high-speed, real-time indexing database, SQL querying, which has often been a kind of, um, uh, I can't think of the right word, but, uh, you know, a golden thing that many modern databases have attempted to replicate because it's a, a language that many DBAs recognize. Um, what are some of the other features you have apart from those two fairly big, fairly useful features, but what are some of the other features you have? So this is great, right? These are the kind of like the bread and butter, what we're talking about, the core real-time indexing engine, uh, where whether the data is structured or semi-structured coming from stream-based systems or, or batch-based systems doesn't matter. In Rockset, it will automatically turn them. Okay. But on both ends, uh, on both to make it easy for people to you know, you know, bring their data set wherever it's it's being stored. Um, 
Rockset comes with a lot of built-in connectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have, um, if you're a Mongo Atlas customer, uh, Amazon DynamoDB customer, for just as an or, uh, you know, have a lot of data on S3, you literally just have to create an account with Rockset and point us at your data set. Mm-hmm. And instantly, we will go make a full copy and we'll automatically transition. Our connectors will automatically transition into the Change Data Capture system. And so you continue to use your Mongo Atlas uh, collections, DynamoDB tables. And whenever you, your application makes a change to it, within one to two seconds, it'll be reflected in Rockset's indexes automatically, uh, in Rockset's collections automatically. So that is the, the built-in connectors shorten the time to build a new solution so much that one of our customers said, uh, Rockset took my six-month roadmap and shrunk it to a single afternoon, right? Because they had to you know, build all of those connectors and everything else, even if there was a quote-unquote database on the other end. And there's also a very, you know, a lot of innovation on, on the on the other side where applications are trying to connect to Rockset and, and query Rockset. And we have this functionality called Query Lambdas. So okay. what's a query lambda? Uh, yeah, take a SQL query, put some parameters on the query, uh, just like you do on a normal SQL query. And in a click of a button in Rockset, you can turn that into a fully versioned, dedicated REST endpoint. And so you can export, you can basically go from SQL to a, a data API, a REST API, uh, that's fully versioned. So you can integrate with your CI CD pipelines. Uh, you can do tests on that and have test versions and production versions, and you can have tags and, and, and what have you. Mm-hmm. And that I think is, um, is a small thing, but I think it has a, had profound impact in, in large teams very quickly being able to build solutions on Rockset. Uh, simple reason is when you when data teams kind of clean up data and and put it in tables and then give it to their stakeholders internal dev teams. Now the the, the expertise there's expertise mismatch right like the people who know how to query the data and, and know how the data is organized and indexed and what have you is not the same person also constructing the SQL query. Yeah. And in any table you know you can construct a SQL query that comes back in ten milliseconds versus ten days. And so when you're exporting as APIs uh, with query lambdas, uh, it really accelerates development, accelerates innovation, and reduces time to market for, for building your solution. So both data connectors on bringing data in and query lambdas for, for building applications on top of Rockset uh, has been just a tremendous uh, value proposition for our customers. And something I'm just trying to understand, so you mentioned these various uh, data sources. Do you actually merge the indexes from multiple data sources or is every kind of index connected to its own source? Great question. Um, so most sources become its own, like typically how people want is there's a, uh, a table that is sourced from Kafka, like a, a Kafka topic becomes a table in Rockset. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another table that is like basically a DynamoDB in, in the, the source is DynamoDB, but the, there's another table that sourced from Dynamo, there's another table that's sourced from MongoDB and what have you, you can join them at query time. This is the power of join. So you don't need to merge them at all unless you are you really need that for deduping or something like that. That is also supported, but it's quite uncommon for people to wanting to duplicate or deduplicate and merge from multiple sources. Fair enough. Fair These enough. all just show, up, uh, you know, just show up as tables in, in a single database and you can join them with, with standard SQL, left join, you know, right joins, uh, you know, outer join, inner join, like what have you. Yeah. Window functions, uh, aggregations, SAR by everything is supported. So you don't index across the databases, but you allow people to query across the databases, Correct. should they so wish, and it be relevant, yes. obviously. <laughs> yes. 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 
And actually, the same question would go for this feature you have called smart schemas. Is that a schema per source, I guess? Correct. Correct. Per table. In, yeah. so, or per table. So why is it yeah. smart? Yeah. Why is it smart? Uh, again, it goes back to real-time analytics. So in real-time analytics, right, gone are the days where you can pause the world and say, alter table, add a new column, and it's going to be of this type. Mm-hmm. No, no, but no, nothing is going to wait for you. There are millions of records coming every second. <laughs> you, you have to pick it up on the fly. And so what smart schemas basically is we automatically turn NoSQL data into SQL tables, right? And so we have to be very smart about that. Mm-hmm. And so when JSON data, NoSQL data yeah. is coming in, yeah. Yeah. new fields can appear out of thin air. Fields can change types. And, and, and we have a very sophisticated system to automatically infer that and it's still strongly typed. There is no type coercion that happens in Rockset. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we will still preserve the type even if a column is changing types, um, you know, on the fly or new columns are appearing on the fly. And you can still do a described table like you do it on any other uh, SQL database. And you still get a very detailed uh, schema back on this is exactly what are all the fields we have seen. These are all the types that we have seen for each of those fields. And, and so on. And so, so that's why it's, uh, it's like still the schema exists. Uh, the SQL is still strongly typed in, in, in Rockset, um, but the schema is built on the fly and you don't have to ever manage it. Okay. And uh, the other one I'd like to quickly dig into is you say full SQL. Now, I know many companies and projects that claim SQL on top of <laughs> things where SQL doesn't really belong. And then you dig into the small print and it's never full SQL. Is it really full SQL? I will. Extremely good question. Uh, clearly, you've, uh, you've been around. So, so um, I, will, I, will, I will tell you, any project, I'll give you a little tip. Any project that claims I have SQL-like API, yeah. they don't have SQL. Because people who have SQL, they'll just say, we have SQL. They would never say SQL-like. Okay, so that's right. your tip. So it's a, we are not SQL-like. It's a full-fledged SQL engine uh, with all anti-SQL standard. Um, uh, the, the, the real magic happens when you throw no SQL data at it, and then you can just now do SQL at it. Like that's where like it flies in the face of what people have uh, been told, that SQL and no SQL are two islands with no bridges in between. Uh, completely not true. Um, you know, in fact, SQL and relational data, you know, data management, data model was were two dif- distinct, uh, you know, inventions that just uh, merged together in a in a relational database management system. Uh, but SQL is just a declarative uh, data retrieval language, and it has um, tremendous properties that also applies to NoSQL data. And 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 so there is a very simple, elegant dot notation. And, and simple extensions that we have that allows you to also work with, ne- uh, you know, nested data and what have you that, that is very common in, uh, in, in, in that. But it's a full feature SQL engine. In fact, um, our, our distributed SQL engine is extremely high performance. Uh, if you compare it against, like, let's say, things like built for batch systems, like some of the open source projects we talked about, Presto, you know, a SQL uh, query comes into Rockset. It gets broken down into fragments, sometimes thousands of fragments that that can that now needs to get scheduled on a massively distributed backend infrastructure. Um, the whole compilation, query planning, scheduling, and the initiation of the query actual execution uh, usually takes you know in the Hadoop based systems it would take many many seconds, maybe minutes. 
in in more modern uh, you know warehouses, it'll probably take 500 milliseconds to maybe one to two seconds. In Rockset, that whole process takes 1.2 milliseconds, right? And and this tells you a little bit about why we are built for applications. Every millisecond matters. So we take a SQL engine, we you know fully supported SQL, window functions, group by, order by, joins, what have you, and we compile that, and we have a massively distributed execution engine that can you know supercharge your query uh, and and you know and 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 start execution in like one millisecond. Okay. Just looking around the the kind of cloud perspective, as far as I can see unless I'm just not understanding their product names. Yeah, I can see AWS, I can see Google, but I don't see Azure. Is there any reason for that? Or am I just not uh, understanding product names? Work in progress. No, I okay. think um, data, sources, <laughs> so data sources can be anywhere. We have a right API. Yeah, okay, okay, so even okay. if you're in Azure, you can you know, use our APIs. This to is their specific stream. storage stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right. You're, you're looking at the built-in connectors. And so we are just building, uh, you know, building connectors based on, you know, the kind of customer base we happen to have right now. But For building sure. a new connector is, is very easy with our APIs. But when you talk about S3 or GCS, what are people querying there? Because, I mean, S3 especially, you can store all sorts of things. <laughs> what's the, what's the limitations, I guess, is, is the question. Um, yeah, so you can store data in S3, but you can't really query it, right? It's okay. a storage system and not a, a, a database. So, so, so what happens uh, usually is... Um, you know, people like we have a hedge fund customer that has hundreds of data sources that they that they look at look into. They run very, they get all of that in S3, and they run very complex ETL jobs that read from S3 and dump it back into S3, mm-hmm. right? Spark jobs and what have you, and then they get a, a three terabyte, four terabyte golden data set that they want to put it in the hands of every analyst, every investor in their company, and they want interactive queries on that, and they. So what they do is they basically put that into S3 and come to Rockset and say, hey, go index this data so that I can do full-feature SQL on this. Okay. And, um, and so we are the indexing and serving layer of data that is just processed and, and kind of getting kind of like dumped into S3. And um, I'll just give you an example. They were using a, a, a modern cloud data warehouse. The queries were, for them, taking two to five seconds. Mm-hmm. And they had certain uh, interactions where they had 30, 40, 50 queries. So you do the math. It was taking many minutes to load. They move to they they move to Rockset. They index this data. The queries come back in eighteen milliseconds, and so their entire application got about hundred times faster uh, okay. when they started indexing it in Rockset. Okay. Okay. Um, and I kind of have, usually have a question of like what's next, but I think I'm going to ask somewhat specifically in terms of data sources. What's next? Uh, are there any? popular data sources out there that you don't support right now that you're planning to? Yeah, very good question. Um, so I think the, the the key set of data sources that are like people want to build real-time analytics on more and more transactional mm-hmm. databases, right? Uh, and we have, uh, you know, Mongo Atlas, we have DynamoDB, and we just released, um, you know, MySQL and Postgres. But you can see, you know, we leverage, uh, you know, for that connector, we leverage Amazon's data migration service. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and so the, you know, very, very soon or, or what's coming next is like, you know, 
no matter what your transactional database is, you should be able to, you know, Oracle, SQL Server, maybe even on-prem. Your yeah, data okay. can still live in yeah. on-prem, but your yeah. indexes will be in the cloud. Yeah, and okay. so yeah. very soon, uh, you know, you can basically expect um, no matter where your data is and no in, uh, in terms of transactional database management systems, you know, you should be able to use leverage Amazon DMS. You know, if you're an AWS, you can leverage DMS plus Rockset to build your indexes in the cloud. Okay. And I guess the, the kind of final question I have is um, how do you stay ahead or competitive with, yeah, the, the kind of obvious contenders here? We've, mess, we've mentioned Elasticsearch and the company Elastic. It's probably the, the biggest elephant in the room for you. Um, they have their own um, challenges, of course. But how do you kind of stay ahead of the limited but well-known competition in this space? So I think, you know, for the application use cases where you're trying to build applications which needs joins on business data, mm-hmm. usually Elastic is not really even the biggest competitor because Elastic is a lot more used for log analytics, right? Yep. Uh, true, this is true. data that is very valuable for like the you know the next one hour maybe one day but after that it's not that valuable mm. right and 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 elastic's future i think is going much clo- much and much and more to become a uh, a cm you know a, a security company with incident management and a full fledged log yeah. analytics end to end solution true, true. Yeah. so so if you really want business analytics I, I you shouldn't be using elastic in the first place and even if you were i think rockset is a much better match and you shouldn't be using Rockset for log analytics. Uh, you know, you you should be using you should be using Elasticsearch for it because they have a, a much better solution for that. But it's really the competition comes from really complex, uh, you know, on-prem technologies um, that are very hard to manage, like Apache, you know, Druid, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, and things like that. Which is, I think, as I said, they are very uh, they've done amazing work. I think it's it's like if I if I had my own data center and I you know I'm a I'm a CIO and I have to you know, like figure out how to, you know, get some real-time analytics going in my in my on-prem data center and I have lots of servers, I, I think Druid is a pretty good bet, right? But you wouldn't, you shouldn't be, you'd be using that in the cloud is the real, um, is, is okay. the real uh, way. And so in the cloud, I think, you know, is real-time analytics possible? I think the only, the, the real competition in the cloud is, is a lot of DIY. You know, people build, uh, people have been traditionally solving this problem with duct tape infrastructure, uh, a lot of, you know, spit and glue and duct tape uh, where disparate systems are all concatenated and and the Rube Goldberg machine of sorts is usually built uh, to solve real-time analytics. And um, this is why I think the time time to value, the time to market uh, in terms of your data uh, assets turning into applications and and being, you know, being able to quickly build those applications and scale those applications, that's the value prop that resonates. Because it's it's possible you can do real time analytics in the cloud. It's just going to take you a lot of people and a lot of time. Yeah. So we talked about new data sources, but my final question to always ask people is: apart from that, what else is next in the next six months or so? Uh, lots of stuff. We're we're actively growing. You know, I think we're you know we we closed our Series B, forty million dollars with Sequoia and Greylock. Um, uh, you know, doing a third time uh, leading a uh, investment with us. Um, so every part of the company is growing. You know, we're hiring more people in sales, marketing, product, engineering, uh, you name it. We have it. Uh, we're you know looking for office managers because our office is growing. So um, 
So yeah, I think we're growing a lot, uh, and so there's a lot of very exciting development that is coming coming up. Um, I think real time analytics. Um, you know, we want to. You know, we will do everything to. You know, not only make it easy for you to bring in data from anywhere, but also we would uh, invest heavily on the app connectors. Mm-hmm. So whether you want to build the application, whether you want to build the application, you know, uh, using whatever language. Or maybe the application is is just a dashboard and and more and more connectors with all the, you know, the kind of the real time BI layers that people want to uh, visualize their data in. Uh, and so there's also going to be a lot of focus on, uh, you know, building out the ecosystem so that, uh, you know, the Rockset becomes the fastest place where you go from data to apps and real time apps. Seems like a good aim to have. Um... So if anyone is interested, that's uh, rockset.com. Um, not open source, so you can't roll it your own. And you've mentioned several times about the kind of cloud native aspect. But there is a free tier if uh, people want to, to kick the tires and see what it's all about. Um, as far as I can tell, you get a reasonable amount for free and then the charge is per hour. So... You can always experiment for a bit <laughs> without it costing there's too much. So, Correct. Yeah. There's a fee for every tier for hobby projects. You know, yeah. uh, you know, up until like few gigabytes of data, you don't have to pay anything. Yeah. And so, only for m- larger scale, even the the pricing comes in. There's three hundred dollars free trial credits okay. uh, that will take you far for you to really build. Uh, you know, and, and try something out. So yeah, go, go ahead and kick the tires. Uh, Rockset.com also has a blog which we write a lot of content. So go check us out. Uh, go to rockset.com and you, sh- you can see the blog or just slash blog. Um, and, um, you know, if any of the technical details that we talked about, you're interested in, there are white papers, blogs, uh, videos uh, of the actual engineers who actually built it, making those videos. So you, you would um, you would have, a, you know, your, your listeners and your you know viewers will have a lot of fun. If, uh, if they're interested, they can go check that out. In watching more, yes. <laughs> okay, Venkat, thank you very much for your time and good luck with the future. Awesome. Thank you. Bye.